Hello there, listeners. Welcome to episode 11 of the Carnegie Harriers podcast. I hope you enjoyed the last podcast I did where I was talking to Alan McCauley about the Davila races. Um, anyone who isn't familiar with the Davila races and who listened to that will have a good insight into what's involved, etc. Um, and for anyone else who was listening, I hope you found it useful from a race director's perspective. Um, thanks again to everybody who has been listening. It's very much appreciated. I know there's about four or five of you out there, so it makes it all worthwhile just for you guys. Um, this uh, this week, I don't know why I'm saying this week because it's not like I do this weekly. Um, but this particular time, I am talking to Claire Cuddihy. Claire is a much newer member of the club. Um, her and our partner Paddy joined. Um, must be, I don't know, certainly over a year ago. Um, I can't remember exactly when, but it's certainly over a year ago before we went into lockdown. Um, they've not had an awful lot of opportunity to be involved in much within the club, but they have um, embraced the, the virtual challenges um, that the club has put on over the, uh, you know, over the last year. Um, so Claire is um, something unusual um, in the club in that she's young. <laughs> uh, we don't have a, a huge amount of younger members, so Claire and Paddy are, are pretty young folk. Uh, so I thought it'd be quite interesting to talk to Claire um, from a younger person's perspective about their um, introduction into Carnegie and their running in general. Um, Claire has quite possibly the, the best running story um, that I've heard so far so I hope you enjoy listening to it Cheers guys Hi there Claire, how's things with you? Yeah, really good thank you How are you? Not bad Yes, not bad, I've just been feeding my face because I had a long run this morning so um, absolutely ravenous and half asleep <laughs> so, oh, How far did you go? I did 22 miles this morning I, wow. um, <laughs> I was going to go for a 10 mile run this morning thinking I did a really long run <laughs> it's all relative isn't it oh, <laughs> I went out at half five um, I set my alarm <laughs> for five o'clock um, and I got up about quarter to five and went out for a run so but yeah enough about me yeah <laughs> so just if you see me yawning then that'll be why I'm rubbing my eyes and I'm no, feeling a bit, <laughs> bit sleepy <laughs> I'm never going to make it to six o'clock tonight honestly it's meant to be like we usually have a takeaway Saturday night a couple of glasses of wine um, I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out tonight but never mind <laughs> so you've been out running today this morning I have, yeah, yeah. me and Paddy both went out, so we went up the Walnut Whip, did, uh, oh, okay. I think it was like 10 miles in total, but we went over, like, it was a complete cross-country part, it was so boggy, like, going up to the Walnut Whip on the way, and then we didn't realise that on the way back, we could have just come the pathway, which we did on the way back, <laughs> we were like, oh, gosh, so our trainers are completely soaked, and it was quite eventful, actually, bless him, Paddy he had to turn back, so, because he's a bit injured, so... We went out and he was okay. He was wearing like an ankle support and um, we got up like halfway up uh, to the Queen Margaret station and he was a bit iffy there, but he was like, no, no, I'm going to carry on. I'm absolutely fine. And we got all the way to the Walnut Whip and then he was like, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> so bless him. He was like, I'm going to walk back. You carry on with your run. Um, but obviously then like the weather was lovely, like up until 
probably literally halfway from when he was walking back and then it just tipped it down so I ended up running back to him and we we're gonna walk back together and he was like no no carry on I feel really bad you can carry on running he's like I'll just walk back this is in king's seat I was thinking it's gonna take you like a good hour hour and a half yeah. to bring a t-shirt and shorts I was like you're gonna freeze it was four degrees as well so <laughs> Uh, bless him he was like carry on and then I felt so bad I ran all the way back and I was like right I'm gonna get the car and then I'm gonna go find him and of course then we missed each other so I'm going in the car <laughs> um, up the hill I went twice past the hospital trying to like find him on the path but of course up there you can't really pull over anywhere so I was like oh maybe I missed him like obviously it wouldn't would have been quite difficult to pull over anyway but um bless him I got back and he was there shivering on the drive <laughs> so um yeah I felt quite bad about that <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> so um, how does he feel like now how's his ankle yeah I think he's okay he gets yeah. like minor injuries like this and they tend to be like have a week off and um he'll probably be okay but he's, he's out doing his Indian delivery now so fingers crossed it's okay to drive on uh, <laughs> yeah. a long evening otherwise <laughs> well exactly yeah yeah <laughs> so have you had a busy running week or is today the, the kind of big one uh, so I've done I've done a couple of like three milers just to get out I did I think I did a lunch run on Tuesday so just to get out of working from home it's just nice to just get out do a quick three miler at lunch and then get on with the rest of the day and then yesterday I did like a quick two and a half three miler as well and then I thought okay today we'll do a long run um because we're also doing a charity fundraising event at work at the moment so oh, we're having to do um it's called race to Kigali so as a company we're running walking rowing however you want to do it cycling 9,000 kilometers in 10 Ooh. weeks um <laughs> as teams of 20 so it's not too bad it's obviously like a team event so um yeah, I think it uh, works out at like 45 kilometres a week each if you all do an equal share. Right. Um, so yeah, we're trying to do as much walking, running, just getting out as much as possible. So it's just been knackering. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like 10,000 steps is quite hard to achieve on like a work day where you're just sitting at your desk all day and you've yeah. got like, a little bit of the time frame to get out. So we're like getting out early mornings and evenings and lunchtime, fitting it in wherever we can, you know. Um, yeah it's been tough how are you finding your charity fundraising when oh, is your event yeah not not too bad it's going to be in april I'm a, um i want to try and find a weather window <laughs> that sounds yeah. so soft but um if i'm going to be out all day then i don't want to really be out in a hurricane or anything like that so no no <laughs> i keep how trying to look it? sorry how far is it you got to is it run 40 miles run 40 miles yeah yeah so it's yeah it's, it's kind of fair um a, a fair old chunk of time and that's what i was doing today i was out doing a recce because i've plotted my route on paper but um bits of it i haven't actually run so today i wanted just to check out a couple of things and oh well i need to revisit my route <laughs> Oh, definitely. That's a I long think, way. <laughs> yeah, I think the um, the rain uh, yesterday has just made everything so boggy um, and muddy. So I was just slipping around all over the place today. And I had the wrong shoes on. There was a lot of road in it, but I had a pair of trail shoes on. But they weren't very good in the mud and they were hurting my feet after being on the road for so long. So, oh, oh. <laughs> so <bad>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of a challenge yeah but that's what's that's what it's all about it's all about the challenge definitely 
Um, so you're this, uh, I've written down here, you're a rare thing in Carnegie Harrier, uh, young, <laughs> not, going through, not going through a middle age crisis. Because <laughs> wow, most of the people, I mean... <laughs> most of the people that I've chatted to are in this, you know, kind of um, 40s bracket where they've got this midlife crisis where they've just gone, oh, the middle age spread is catching up with me, so I better go run it off quickly. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. not what you are. So tell us about how you got into running. Okay, yeah, I started about, must be about 11 years ago now. I started when I was at school, when I was about 14. Um, it's quite a funny story actually. So <laughs> I went to the local high school initially um, where my parents live in Suffolk. And then I switched schools when I was like 14 because uh, my dad got a job at a boarding school, uh, which is literally like down the road from where we live. So we literally moved house. And then my dad gave me the option. He was like, obviously I'm working at this new school. They're giving me a discount. Do you want to give it a go? So I gave it a go and uh, they sent me boarding, which is, is only across the road. It's literally a mile from where my boarding house was to where my parents lived. And I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I really struggled. I was so homesick that um, I think for the first two weeks, they said to all of the new um, pupils, they were like, you can't go home at all for two weeks. You need to settle in. And I just found that so tough. Like, no, my parents are just down the road. And so I basically started running because I wanted to see my family. So uh, there was this um, river route, which was called the Seawall, uh, which ran along um, the River Stour. Uh, so I used to do, from my boarding house, I used to run along that uh, very slowly at first, because I wasn't a runner at all, um, get to my parents' house, which is at the other side of the site, have a cup of tea with my mum for a good hour. <laughs> and then uh, I'd, I'd then toddle back. And it started becoming apparent that I was going for more and more of these runs and because I had to sign out every day obviously on their little sign out sheet and uh they're like gosh you go out for really long runs and I was like yeah um I've just got into it so um that's how I got into it really but it's only when I um there was a school cross-country race um, and obviously I'd be doing a few of these runs because I was quite homesick at the start obviously I settled into the routine eventually it took a while um and I came fifth I think and I was the only person in the top 10 not to be wearing cross-country spikes I was just wearing standard <laughs> trainers and that's when I think the cross-country captain at the school was like okay we'll get you training with us and as I started doing more and more of it I started actually enjoying the actual running aspect as opposed to just sort of running to get somewhere so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I started like training from I think from about 15, 16, I started training quite competitively at school and um, it was never really about the time at all at the start. And then as soon as I started getting put forward for races and I started getting more aware of what's a good time, what's a bad time. And I think from there, I've been quite a, like since I've had a Garmin, especially, I'm very conscious of how quickly I'm running. Um, but that's how I initially got into it. And I started running for the school um, and then I represented Suffolk for I think four years running at the cross-country English schools cross-country championships um so that was amazing and then from school then I went to uni in Swansea um so there I was I became part of the cross-country team there pretty much straight away um and that's where I met Paddy actually because that's that's where he trained as oh, well. of course yeah um so I actually became cross-country captain in my second year didn't really envisage doing it at all at the start but <laughs> became quite sort of club orientated and was organizing a lot of races and things and 
yeah, from there, just then started running just for fun coming out of uni and just sort of trying to get fit on the side of working and adjusting to sort of working life. But yeah, that's how, that's how I initially got into it. That's so, a fantastic story. I absolutely <laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah, so initially it was just to see my family. And I remember in the summer, I used to like go home and I'd know that my mum would have magnums in. So I'd be like, yes, go get a magnum, <laughs> sit in the garden for a bit at home and then oh, run back. fabulous. <laughs> Um, oh that's so yeah. good then <laughs> so you uh, so you moved then up um here to uh, to Dunfermline um, and you're still running but you joined Carnegie Harriers um yeah. how, how did you find us then did you just stumble upon us or did you do a bit of research <laughs> no I did some, did some research yeah I think we were both looking for a friendly club um I was actually a member of Ipswich Harriers back when I was in Suffolk when I was really young um didn't enjoy that so much. It's very track based. I'm not a track runner at all. I much prefer just, you know, going out for a nice run, the scenery and things. Yeah. But that was, that was the main thing I was looking for. I was looking for like a friendly club um, where we'd actually go sort of on sort of longer runs. Um, and yeah, looking looking around, like Connie Harry seemed a really good fit for both of us. Um, and Paddy being a runner as well, it's quite nice to be able to join together. It's quite nerve wracking. I always think like joining a club for the first time, but no, everyone was really welcoming and um, friendly. And I just love the fact that like all ages can come together and abilities. And it's just, it's just a place where it doesn't matter. You know, you yeah. can all socialize together. It's actually really, really nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, obviously the pandemic has like limited our time getting to know everyone in the club, but <laughs> we've, we've really enjoyed, you know, the um, whole club training and obviously then uh, sort of splitting out into the bubbles as well we've really really enjoyed that yeah yeah i know it's, it's been uh, it's been good that we've been able to do that and hopefully we're going to be able to do that soon again with uh, restrictions starting to ease again so we'll get to see some more people again rather than just <laughs> <laughs> the people who live in our house and, or the people that are in the supermarket because oh, <laughs> you're exactly. really fed up seeing the same people all the time so it'll be nice um, you were doing the uh, the virtual Grand Prix as well. Were you quite enjoying being involved in that? Yeah, really enjoyed doing that. Um, I think I'd, I only did a couple of races like physically. I would have liked to have done more, but I think I had injuries and things. But the Preston Island one I did and the Balgarney, was, which, was, which was really, really good. Uh, really liked Balgarney, really liked the trail route. Really, really liked that one. Um, but yeah, I, I would have liked to have done more. Um, I did that recycle reuse trail race as well back in, I think it was September, October, oh, just yeah, yeah. between while you could still sort of do a bit of racing. Um, so yeah, I've, I've enjoyed the races that I have done. I would, I would like to do more definitely as soon as mm -hmm. we can. Oh, fingers, crossed. fingers crossed. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So is there anything that you missed out on last year? Did you have anything planned that um, the pandemic caused you to um, cancel? Well, you, you didn't cancel, really. you didn't cancel, no. Uh, not really. Um, I, I was hoping to maybe do a half marathon the next sort of, within that sort of year or two, but I was just sort of getting back into it last year. Um, so actually when we moved up here, I hadn't run for about a year, so I had, I had a good year off, um, mainly due to just the fact that I had some tummy issues, which actually turned out to just be intolerances. So I was having real sort of struggles there, just like sort of getting out and training. But since going to see a... Um, I went to a health food store up here and she she identified that I had all these intolerances since going and actually finding out what it was that was causing me the issues I cut it all out and for about a good six months to a year and now I'm back on everything 
and I'm oh, running excellent. out of time. So it's it's amazing actually how much your diet can actually impact um like your how how you feel physically as well. Like so I really found that with running, it just completely put me on the back foot and then had a year off and was just getting into it really last year, the year before. So um yeah, I'm I'm definitely keen to do like a half marathon when they sort of start opening up again. Um my my friends talking about hopefully coming up to the Edinburgh half next year. So she ran me at uni and we're very similar levels. So it'd be nice to um do that together, definitely. A little bit of a battle then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. A bit of friendly competition. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um I, I think I remember the first time that you and Paddy came to the club. Was it down at the um the Ferry Toll Road loop in Versailles? Is no, so I think that was one of our first ones. That was actually, one of your first ones. Yeah, yeah. it was Pit and Creef. Um, we, I remember we met Val at the top of Pit and Creef because we didn't even know the park really that well then. So, um, yeah, so we I think it's that bottom, doing the hill from the gates at the bottom. Oh, yes, uh-huh. It's quite a hard first session, especially when we'd only really just got back into running, doing like a few three-milers. So um, that was tough, but I think from there, we both agreed, like it seemed a really nice club. And like I think straight away, coming away from that, we were like, when can we sign up? Like, I think straight away we were like, yeah, we'll sign up now. So, um, yeah, we got a really good first impression. Yeah, oh, that's good then. Yeah, because I, I remember um, I remember talking to Paddy um, when you were down. At, it must have been quite recent, quite soon after um, you knew that that first one that we were down at the Loop in Versailles. Um, running around there and um, I was taking the session I remember running around and it was the first time that I had seen the both of you and so I was just trying to familiarise myself but it was dark um, I remember I was talking to Paddy and I was running around with him a little bit and then I was you know going back around and just chatting with other people and then I ran back around again I said so um, are you a new person he went yeah yeah I'm a new person having had this conversation with me you know 20 minutes beforehand and so right so I'm so what's your name and he went Paddy oh yeah sorry we've already had this conversation so I hope you signed up at that point because I might put you right off oh no don't be silly (laughs) (laughs) but when you see uh, when you see new faces and it's dark as well it's it's hard to kind of remember who uh, who folk works I think there's a few new faces within the space of a couple of weeks so yeah Yeah. (laughs) of course that's Wow. So yeah, really dark. yeah, yeah, and of course that's um, that's certainly worse for uh, for the both of you because you go into a new environment and there's all these faces. Um, they all kind of look the same for for a wee while until we actually get to know who people are. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been quite enjoying running with your um, with your bubble group. Yeah, I've been really enjoying that. Carl's been brilliant, absolutely brilliant bubble lead. And I think it's been really nice having, um, obviously you've been in our bubble (laughs) high attendance levels as well. So I feel like everyone's um, really made an effort to go, which kind of makes you like, even on days where you feel like, oh, I really can't be bothered to get out after work. You're like, no, I should go. And you always feel so much better after doing it. And yeah, I've I've absolutely loved getting to know everyone in our bubble a bit better. I I think it just allows you to get to know everyone, you know, especially as we didn't really know people that well before we we're in the big group um, just to get to know everyone on sort of a better level but no it's, it's been really nice quite a um, wide mixture of abilities and things and no it's just nice to just be able to run with different people as well within that group. Yeah and I think when, when we do all come back together again as, as a whole um, group then you know you'll, you'll feel 
more at home because you'll know more people um, and then there'll be more people to, uh, to get to know as well. So. <laughs> so what kind of running do you like? Do you like, um, you, you were saying earlier you joined the cross country, is that the thing kind of thing that you prefer? Yeah, I think uh, that's kind of what I did from a young age. So I think cross country sort of quite, 5K is probably actually my best distance. I think just because I've trained since I was really quite young, I raced, it was generally around sort of four to 6K would be the races that I'd do. So I think in terms of, um, you know, races that I'd choose to do, I'd probably, the maximum I'd probably choose to do is about 10K, which isn't very far, you know, comparing to other people in the club. But saying that I have, the furthest I've done as a race is 10 miles. And I, I actually do enjoy running that far. Like today when I did 10 miles, it's like actually, as soon as you get used to running a bit further, it's fine. It's just, I think it's just when you're going from like doing 5Ks to oh, I'm out for like more than an hour and, you know, even more than an hour, I'm like, you actually have to plan that into your day. But I think, yeah. you know, I would like to be able to do further, I think. Um, I think the furthest I've probably done is about 11 or 12 miles ever. So I definitely would like to do um, a half marathon next and then mm -hmm. maybe go on to the full marathon at some point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need a lot of training, I think, definitely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I think five miles is like my favourite distance. I've done a couple of five mile races and they've been really nice. And like road, I think I quite like road as well as cross country though. I do, there's like a little road race um, near where my parents live every every summer. And I've done that a few years. And um, I don't know, I just I just like the traction you get on the road. I just feel like you can, um, I don't know, I, I feel like you can really sort of dig in and in a race environment. I, just, I don't know, I just really like road running. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I do like cross country, but you do get very muddy, very boggy, like what we did earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've, I've, I, I, I like a mixture of, of running, to be honest. I just don't, not a massive fan of track. I've done quite a lot of track at school and never really got the good times. So it's never really dedicated enough to do as many reps and things as you need to do to get yeah. good. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think you have to be pretty dedicated for track stuff. Uh yeah yeah so no that's that's not me but um no. I just like I just like going and going for a run I think I do need to do more sort of hill reps and make myself do uh sort of dedicated sessions I should probably follow more of the sessions that you know you guys put out on the emails every week probably should follow them rather than just being like I'll go for a five 5k um but I just I, th I find it difficult on your own doing that I think as soon as the club is so much easier when everyone's sort of even in the bubbles just you know having those sessions and everyone doing it together I think it's a lot easier yeah oh absolutely yeah it's so so difficult to do things like that on your own and nobody wants to go and do um, speed sessions and hill sessions on their own because there's no there's mo no motivation really there's only you against yourself and yeah. it's so easy just to say I'll oh, suck this on my way home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is totally me yeah I need, I need to do more of that I think I think I should just you know one one session a week at least I should go and do something like that <laughs> Oh, I think we can be, blame the weather of late because it's been snow and ice and, and all kinds of horrible, uh, you know, quite lately. So it's it's not really been conducive to to do good quality training like that. Um, yeah. So just just blame the weather, Scottish weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally the whole of January and I think it was half of February. I barely had done two or three runs. It was just crazy. Like. Because I remember going out um, a couple of times and thinking, oh, I'll try running today. And I'd almost slip over walking out of the house. I just, I just can't do this. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, yeah. Not worth it, yeah. 
So do you, do you like a journey when when you're going for a run? Do you like to kind of go to something, or do you like, or do you not mind just running around the, the, the block? Depends, really. I like a I like a sort of cyclical route. I like having mm. that. Um, I don't really like laps. Um, I, I, was, I was saying to Paddy this the other day, I just, races with laps, I always feel really demotivated. I don't know what it is, especially if you feel bad after the first lap, I always feel <laughs> so demotivated. I, I don't know what it is, but I, th I think some people really like that because they know exactly what they've got to do and where to dig in and stuff. Um, but I think for me, a cyclical route, um, I also like going somewhere scenic as well, like, you know, it's nice to get like the walnut whip. I love getting to the top of that. Yeah. Take you a breather, take you a few photos, and then thinking, right, okay, we'll go back now. Um, but yeah, for us, it's been really nice to explore, um, especially during the pandemic, you know, having that extra time as well. So it is nice to be able to, you know, we climbed Hill of Beef, we didn't actually run that. I thought, no, I'm not running that. <laughs> That's too steep. <laughs> so we actually went up that in the snow when we went and walked that. Um, it's just nice to see that sort of the scenery. We've got some really nice scenery around here. So yeah, it is nice to go and do different routes. But I think as soon as you kind of become to know the area, you do get to know the routes you like and the ones you don't like so much. Um, at the moment, I've got like a three mile loop that I really like. Um, just literally go down Limburn Road, join Woodmill Road and then up to where we live. And it's, it's just like a really nice, you know, it's three miles. Yeah get it done you, I can do that on a lunch break you know that's perfect but um yeah I don't know I like, I like a range of different routes yeah yeah so you, you must have gotten very um familiar with your surroundings then uh, in the <laughs> pandemic you'll know your way around a family pretty well now oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah so uh, yeah done as much exploring I think around here <laughs> as we possibly could have done so um yeah no it's, it's given us a chance to explore and get to know new areas and things I wouldn't have even known hill of beef was you know within within 5k of us you know yeah. we the other day I was like oh okay 4k I didn't even realize that was here until recently so um yeah no it's, it's been really really nice to explore obviously you've got the nice parks as well so done a lot um obviously our closest park is Dunfermline Public Park which has that <laughs> lovely hill so oh. <laughs> our first session, I remember we well, our first like run that we did together here I remember we went down there and that hill is just horrific yeah <laughs> My son was uh, was out there yesterday for a walk with his friends, um, and he hadn't been to the public park, or he doesn't remember having been to the public park before. Uh, and I said to him, "So, what did you think of the public park then compared to the Glen?" And he said, "Oh, it's so boring." <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Glen is just so much bigger, isn't it? There's, there's, there's parts of the Glen that I didn't even realise I hadn't been to the other day. I was like, so big. It's actually surprisingly big. Yeah, um, all the wee paths that you know kind of intertwine and. Yeah. over and under and yeah, it's, it's quite magical a wee place you know it's not a huge area but it's uh there's lots of little bits that you can explore in the in the glen uh, yeah absolutely so yeah no there's loads of places to run around here so that's been brilliant <laughs> so have you um have you done much in the way of racing then um out with of um sort of school and uni oh, i've done a few not really, not really massively. So I've done, I did that recycle reuse trail race mm. up here. I've done a couple of local ones to my parents um, in Suffolk. We've, done, we've got like a little Dedham fun run, which is, I think it's like five miles. And then there's a Brampton fun run, which again, it's a little village one. And that one, that one's really nice actually. That's um, it's every summer, it's like always around July, mid July. And 
they have like a barbecue it's like a big family event they have like the bar open and stuff after so I think they have like a really they have like a mini event which my sister my younger sisters used to do and they have the five mile event um and it's a bit of a family affair really in my family so I think literally every one of my siblings bar one brother so I've got two sisters and two brothers all of us run so it is my dad my dad runs as well but not actively um so we all kind of come to that event and um yeah other than that though I thinking about it I did sign up for a half marathon in Norwich and I really wanted to do it and then I got injured so that would have been my first half um yeah other than that park runs I've done a few park runs um done the Dunfermline one done the local one I don't feel everyone is tough to be fair. It's my nemesis that run. And the yeah. thing you were saying earlier about the loops, um, you know, doing laps of something, that's the thing I find the killer with that. I go around once and I think, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered doing yeah. another one of these. Yeah. Yeah. But when you've done two, you kind of feel obliged to do three. So Yeah. Yeah, it, I remember when we first did that uh, first park run, it was only when we were getting back into the running. So that was so tough on the legs. Like I literally thought that was the steepest hill ever. And obviously once you've done it a few times, you're like, oh, it's not actually too bad. But I think when you're doing a park run, you're pushing yourself as well. It's, it just feels so exhausting. I think when you get to that second lap and you think, oh, I've got a whole other lap to do as well. It's just, yeah, it's so soul destroying. But yeah, the local one, I, I like that one because that's nice and flat. And obviously yeah, you kind it's of a nice work one. Out roughly how far you've got to go because around the lock. Yeah. I've done, I did the Farnham one because we used to live down in Surrey. So I, I did that one. Um, but I think, yeah, haven't really done any um, sort of big events. So I would like to do some more, definitely. Yeah, so we've got plenty, plenty to look forward to then yeah. when, uh, when everything starts opening up again, which will be really nice just yeah. to kind of find, you know, find things that are local or, or not so local, um, just depending on what you fancy. Yeah. <laughs> so do you fancy going abroad to do any any racing? Yeah, I would actually. Um, I was saying this to Paddy the other day, it'd be nice to go and do like a, a half or even a 10k. I know some of these events that do half marathons, they do 10ks as well. And we do like a city break, so uh, I think I think we'd I think we'd definitely like that. Um, I was I was having a look at races the other day, and um, I always used to want to do the Rock and Roll Dublin Half Marathon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've just seen discontinued it. So. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah, because I think it's linked to the Liverpool one, and then they've got I think they've got a Madrid one. So it's like, oh, Madrid might be quite nice to go go and do that, and then have a little city break there. Um, but yeah, like a half marathon abroad would be really cool. But I know people have done it and absolutely loved like doing that and then doing the sightseeing as well um but yeah definitely something to do yeah 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 I think I think it's a good a good way to spend a weekend you know you can do a bit of sightseeing doing a bit of eating and drinking and get a run in as well <laughs> yeah perfect yeah <laughs> um what's the fondest running memory that you have apart from running to your mum's to get a cup of tea <laughs> when you were at school oh, fondest running memory fondest um I don't know actually I've had I've had like quite a few races which I've I've really enjoyed um try to think fondest difficult one actually I'm sorry I just throw these things out I expect you just to come up with something There've been a lot of, um, there was this time at school, we did this relay event. I think there was some, it was some anniversary event at our school and we, it was like a relay. So we each did um, like a nine mile um, section of the relay and it was like proper cross country. We started somewhere up in Norfolk 
and we had to get all the way back down to Suffolk where, where our school was. And I remember um, we each did our laps and then obviously we got on the minibus and when we got back to the school then I remember we all sort of ran in together, all of us that had done all these laps. Yeah. So one. Um, I think, yeah, there's been a lot of good races. I, I think they all merged together, that's the problem. I think over the years that you've done all these races, you, you kind of remember bits and pieces, but you can't really put it all together. But yeah, no, I've, I've had lots of like good races. Um, we did the Braids Hill race actually with um, Swansea Uni. We, we came all the way up on a coach. Oh, did, did you? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so that was really good. And um, they always combine it with a bit of a drinking. <laughs> Very much a tiring weekend. You do the nine hour coach journey up. You go out drinking then you just race the next day <laughs> and then you go out drinking again so and also you're not even saying somewhere nice you're staying on some student's floor literally <laughs> in the hallway or in the landing so I just remember that was just so tiring but yeah the race itself was good and uh, the atmosphere was brilliant because obviously universities do it but obviously there's also I think local entrance and things as well um but I always, always sprint off on these races. And I remember that was early on into me and Paddy getting to know each other. We didn't even know each other that well. I just remember him watching and him saying, literally, as soon as they blew the whistle for the girls' race to go off, I was at the front. And he was, all of his friends at uni were like, God, I didn't realise Claire was wow. like, I get to the top and I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Everyone else then overtakes me because I have literally no idea. But oh. um, that's always been my downfall. I like, always go off far too quickly like literally I don't know what it is like the adrenaline in my legs just literally makes me go and then mm. I then die like halfway into the race and then lose, <laughs> lose stamina and then I'm like how <laughs> am I gonna get to the end but yeah I've, I've always done that my coach always say you need to pace yourself better <laughs> it's just something that I've always done <laughs> it's very it's easy to do especially in a shorter race as well you know it's easy just to kind of go and just try and hang on um, yeah, for, yeah. for all of it <laughs> so. especially with some races because you get to a certain point where it'll like funnel into like a tiny little alleyway or um so it's just best to kind of be at the last I think that was my mentality I was like oh if I'm there but then there are people who are really really good mid-race and they they overtake you of course and... <laughs> so yeah that's something I need to work on but um yeah <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> yeah. um, what about your um, least favourite running memory? Something that you yeah, enjoy? So I think that one's a bit easier for me. Because <laughs> to be honest, most races I've actually quite enjoyed or, or at least tolerated. I've never had one which I've really, really not liked other than this one. So um, it was the, we had a mini marathon at school. So it was a 10 mile race. And I remember, I think I was in, I must be about 15. 16 at the time I was fairly fairly young um I remember going into this race and um I pushed it so hard it was quite a sunny day in May and I was, it was I was going really really well until about the eighth ninth mile and it was only when I was getting really close to the finish line that I just started getting a bit dizzy and my eyes just completely glazed over and I didn't know what was happening at all I just, I, I just went so dizzy and I actually blanked out and what actually happened was I got jelly legs. Oh, <laughs> so as really? I was going down the hill, there was this steep hill at the school um, and the finish line was at the bottom. And I got to like near the top of the hill, I felt a bit funny. I was like, oh, not feeling great here. Like I'm nearly there, I'll get there, I'll be fine. And um, I just carried on, I carried on as best I could. But then I started feeling that my knees were locking. Like I literally couldn't bend my knees. I've never had that same sensation before. It was so strange. Um, 
but my legs just then started like um it just wouldn't bend so I was literally just oh. trying to get to the finish line as best I could <laughs> <It's two legs. laughs> yeah yeah but the joke was I remember I pushed myself so so much but I think I, I was I think I'd actually come first girl in that race and um I just remember being so paranoid that someone was going to come and overtake me in the last couple of miles I pushed it to the point where I was so exhausted that my legs mm. literally wouldn't wouldn't work like my body was just telling me to stop like, <laughs> I would have collapsed completely I think um but thankfully I think people saw what was going on my dad my dad has actually got this, this on full film so he's, oh, he's I see. <laughs> I'm just uh sort of gradually collapsing down the hill <laughs> and then oh, until I literally have to be helped over the finish line but that was kind of a bittersweet event because I won but I also literally collapsed and I had to have like Mars bars forced at me and yeah it must I'd have been quite a quite a um, frightening experience yeah completely yeah, really. I, I thought like an ambulance was gonna have to be called but yeah. like, in the end it was absolutely fine it was just like and well it's strange because they, they said it was because I hadn't eaten enough but I'd eaten I'd had a full breakfast I had like a bowl of porridge I'd, I'd had as much pasta as I could have stuffed into myself <laughs> before running this race and then nah for whatever reason I've never had that before but I've seen I've seen a couple of instances in the London Marathon um of similar situations I've mm. seen obviously it's a lot longer distance but um I've seen people's legs just completely go and it's always literally when they can see the finish line yeah. and literally and it's almost like they're willing themselves to get there, but their legs have just have nothing in them. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was that situation. I think that that's probably my worst race. I think <laughs> also I probably my time could have probably been a lot better as well had I just sort of paced myself a bit better and not <laughs> myself. Um, but it turns out the girl behind me, she's a good like twenty minutes behind me. So I was oh. like, <laughs> so you could have just relaxed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that was probably my worst because it was quite scary and. Yeah, obviously it wasn't wasn't the best way to win a race. Literally collapsed on the funnel finish line. <laughs> yeah, oh my! <laughs> it's yeah. like that um, that uh, that clip of the Brownlee brothers um, with Alistair helping Johnny, um, you know, finish his race yeah. because he just turned to rubber and yeah. he could barely yeah. even stand anymore. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was literally like me, and I think I think maybe it was a lack of water as well. I don't know, but um, just like strange, like my brain literally just went completely like my eyes went everything yeah um, I've never had it since then uh really really strange but yeah that's definitely got to be my worst running experience and see why yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything that um irritates you about running at all um I think for me a big thing for me is uh, I do get quite irritated when walking passes by um, just completely ignore you or I always find like lately as well with the pandemic um, I've read quite a few articles about you know runners obviously they breathe more heavily and there was I remember there's one article at the start of the pandemic that said you know you have to keep 10 meters away from a runner oh, I noticed I know I started noticing that people were every time I saw you coming they'd literally move you know really really far apart leap across the road or something yeah 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 but I, I always find even before the pandemic and all of this here I've always found it always has to be you who has to negotiate a busy road because people won't move over and it could be like four or five people on a pavement and there's one of you you just think how nice would it be if you just sort of you know moved over a little bit yeah there's only one of me yeah I found that quite a lot though recently I just um 
you're expected to be the one to go on the busy road or you get a dirty look if you carry on on the pavement next to the person I'm like well I've just got just as much right to be on this pavement as you have you know <laughs> so um yeah and I always will try and go on the road if I can like mm -hmm. just because you know just just to make it easy for everyone but that's probably my one one thing that irritates me when I run yeah yeah I, I try and um, if, if I'm facing the oncoming cars and that's okay I can see what's coming so I don't yeah. mind going into the road then but if I've got my back to the cars I'm yeah. like well, I don't see why I should go onto the road because yeah. you know like you say I'm entitled to be here as well so yeah. you can see what's coming so maybe you should walk on the road instead yeah, that's and it, it's almost yeah. like a standoff you know who's going to give way first yeah yeah absolutely and then whenever I'm walking I see a runner I always move out the way because I'm like it just really annoys me when people don't do it for me so yeah. you always make such a big deal of doing it because it's just so, yeah it irritates I think it irritates me and Paddy because I think we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a simple thing if people do that it's so much easier do you know what I mean but yeah yeah I, I just thought before we went into the the most recent lockdown and there were people meeting in groups uh, there was a group of walkers out nearby me and uh, I think it was about 30 of them the guy said and I had to stop and wait for every single one of them to go past because none of them would stop and let me just go through even though it was only one of me and there was about 30 of them <laughs> well, okay, by the time they all filtered through as well because there were some that were quite a bit further back so they just you know it took about 10 minutes for them to come by and jeez oh. thank goodness for the pause button on your garment <laughs> exactly yeah well, exactly yeah it's just, it's just it's just like pure common sense just you know like if you're the one who can move out of the way safely you know but yeah it is just frustrating <laughs> definitely is and another one I've, uh, I've encountered lately is um, if you're running up towards people they'll suddenly pull all their garments up over their face like oh, you've yeah. got the plague or something um, yeah. something terrible is going to happen because you you know you run past them and like you say that heavy breathing is going to kill them <laughs> <laughs> i have found that to be fair yeah <laughs> even people at bus stops pulling up their masks <laughs> yeah everything was up oh, always COVID. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite interesting the way that this uh, this whole thing has affected people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if people could see how irrational they are sometimes, they'd maybe stop and think, you know, but uh, it's quite entertaining to watch sometimes. <laughs> you think, well, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to wind up with um, some shorter questions. I'm not going to keep you uh, all night because it is Saturday. Uh, well, it's not even night, it's, it's afternoon. The sun's kind of out. Uh, yeah, nice, it? yeah it's looking all right actually maybe i should go for a run <laughs> no i don't think i'll bother <laughs> have, a, have a rest day <laughs> yeah yeah put my feet up yeah um okay so uh brand of shoe what's your favorite mizuno yeah yeah i think i've got I've currently got a pair of adidas's and i quite like them but mizuno was always my favorite cross-country trainer at school and they're just so supportive and comfortable. I, I, since then, I don't think I've found a good replacement. I've had Nike Airs, which I've liked as well. Uh, but yeah, Mizuno, I think by far for me, has been my yeah, favourite. Yeah. Uh, what about your favourite running piece of kit? Ooh. Um, I've got some um, 
Asics leggings, which I really like. I've got them in two different colours and like literally they're so comfortable. And obviously it's been so cold lately. I always wear them. I've got a pair in red and a pair in blue. Um, I think I got them last Christmas, but yeah, like love them. They're so comfortable and they've got like the perfect key pocket and everything. So yeah, they're probably my favourite. <laughs> oh, excellent. It's great to have that, that favourite pair that you always go to each time. Like I know there's five other pairs here, but these are the ones I want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, where is your uh, favourite place to run? So that could be locally or it could be anywhere. Um, I mean, I like where my parents live, I think, because I've done that route. I've probably done that route thousands of times over the years because <laughs> literally I did the same route the whole way through school. So yeah, the <laughs> whole, um, sort of river, river route there is quite pretty. Mm. Um, but I think up here, I think Pitt and Creek is, is beautiful to run in. Um, where else? Yeah, I like that Lock Fitty run as well. I think that's really pretty going yeah. up that way. But yeah, yeah, I think probably where my parents are is probably my favourite. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about a favourite race out of what you've done? Favourite race? Ooh. Um, I've, I've enjoyed the ones I've done with the club, to be honest. Yeah. I quite like the um, sort of friendly, competitive nature you've got in little bubble races that we've been doing. So. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't done a big race with everybody. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Bulgaria, as I say. That's probably mm. probably been my favourite. I did, obviously I did Preston Island as well. But I think at Preston Island, I just didn't know. I never I never walked it before, so I wasn't quite sure where the turns were coming. So even though you could kind of judge that you're kind of going around that sort of funny shape and coming back to the start, I think yeah. I um, wasn't quite sure of how how long I had to go but I don't know Balgarni I just love the trail route yeah, really it's, it's really nice in there it's, it's a nice yeah. spot yeah uh, what about least favourite race maybe least that one where you had the wobbly lights <laughs> probably that one I had, of, I had a couple of races at uni which I haven't been that fond of I did one in Cardiff which was um Lander Fields uh and I just remember it was just it was just a really flat race it was just like going around some like almost school fields like school mm. fields like flat ones though and there's nothing for me there's nothing worse than it being really flat and also lapped yeah um, <laughs> like really boring <laughs> and also like I don't know I just I just find it hard to pick up pace when it is just completely flat if anything I lose pace I just feel really sort of demotivated and sluggish and yeah that's probably one of my worst to be fair mm. land up fields <laughs> in Cardiff <laughs> Uh, did you do any cross training? Not really. I used to go to the gym um, when I lived in when we lived in Surrey, and I did quite a bit of cross training and stuff there. Um, but I think that's something I do need to sort of incorporate into my sort of running fitness. I think at the moment I'm just literally running. Whereas I think I need. To, I used to do loads of core. I used to be really, really disciplined at uni. I used to go to the gym. I used to walk to all my lectures, which is like two and a half miles each way. So I oh, used to wow, yeah, <laughs> every day. And I used to do my gym as well. So I think I do need to do a bit more sort of um, core and muscle work. Um, but yeah, when, maybe when the gyms open up, I might consider like going to the gym a bit more and doing sort of some more more weights and things I think yeah. it's just something I don't really consider doing but I think it would really improve my running if I actually did mm -hmm. change up my training we're doing a bit of yoga at the start of the lockdown but just didn't last um yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things that I think by the time you've moved around your whole living room for it to be worthwhile doing it just takes so long so we're doing that yoga with Adrienne with 30 day yoga oh yeah yeah really good um 
but yeah I should do more cross training I should do more build other things into my routine I think yeah definitely <laughs> so it's one one to do uh, when the gyms open up then yeah yeah do you run with uh, with music or um do you listen to anything while you're running no, no no that's actually one thing from school I think that has been inbuilt in me um I think I think all the races at school I think to be honest from a safety point of view they were like no you're not allowed to wear headphones I think since then I've just become so used to being aware of my surroundings I think even from a safety point of view as well I yeah. think it is just especially running at night and things I just for me I think I'd be too freaked out not hearing you know sounds around you and stuff mm -hmm. so I think mm -hmm. I, I don't tend to run music. I run music if I'm at the gym on the treadmill and I'm right. at the gym. But I think, yeah, for me, it's I've always just kind of enjoyed taking the surroundings and just being aware of what's around you, I think, as well, just from a safety point of view, especially yeah. roads and things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you quite a techie person when it comes to running? So you analysing all the stats when you get home and you've got the latest gadgets and what have you? Uh, so I wouldn't say I'm, I haven't got I've got all the gadgets but since I've had my Garmin and Strava and I have become more interested in sort of looking at that, so, which is actually really bad because then you beat yourself up if when you're running you're looking at your watch you're thinking oh I did this faster the other day or sometimes I think it's good to just run how you feel mm -hmm. and um I'm sure my brother said to me recently he's a, he's a runner as well he's really, really he's much better than I am and he was saying um you know like you know, a good percentage of your run should be you know a lot less than what your your race pace is whereas for me I always every time I go out I think I always feel that I have to really push myself right so you know go as fast as I can on that route whereas actually I've been trying to tell myself this more recently you know just go out and enjoy it take in the scenery it's good to just go out for a 10k as opposed to maybe if you're not feeling it in particular, it's probably better to go out even if you're not feeling it and doing a lesser run, like slower mm. paced. Yeah. Uh, not going out at all and thinking, oh, I'm not going to perform, so I'm not going to go out. But yeah, I think Strava has definitely made me more aware of um, like how you're doing. And obviously on the leaderboard as well, you can see if you're on the leaderboard or not. It's kind of good because the premium, I haven't got premium. And obviously that, you could analyse it a lot more. Yeah. So I think I haven't got that because I would really, really... <laughs> sort of be analyzing that constantly so so yeah like since I've had my Garmin I think I have been interested but I'm not I'm not like overly that's the only piece of equipment I've got I've got no other plotting <laughs> <laughs> graphs and things like that no uh, yeah well I've, I've seen the graphs they do on Strava I, do yeah. I think Paddy's a lot more interested in all of that than I am he spends a good half of <laughs> looking at that but yeah I, I am interested I'm interested in oh that was quicker than you know the last time I did it and sometimes you won't even think it would have been like this morning I didn't think I'd get any medals or anything or you know mm -hmm. but turn out you know I got a couple of PBs and that was actually me not even looking at my watch not even thinking so I think sometimes if you just run how you feel and try yeah. not to it, try and work with wear like my long sleeve top over it so don't look at it <laughs> yeah it's very much underrated uh you know running um at a much slower pace you know because everyone's always in such a rush and like you say there is the whole Strava effect where you're analyzing stats and you're comparing yourself um to against others and you almost feel like if you have been slower you have to put some kind of disclaimer in there to say oh well you know I had a stone in my shoe or um you know the roads <laughs> were busy and I, yeah yeah but no, I uh, yeah, lots of. Um, I often put my my Garmin onto um, 
the oh, I don't even know what it's called now um, the, the the zone thing um, so that I'm always running in an aerobic zone rather than a threshold zone or a, a hard okay. zone um, so I'm not looking at the pace but I'm looking at the zone so like well I'm in an easy pace so this is okay this is comfortable to keep doing like that so oh that's clever actually I'll have to yeah. have a look at mine yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's worth having a look at that's my top tip for today <laughs> yeah um, I, I always ask everyone about our, our lovely vest. Have you acquired a vest yet? Do I you have, wear it with yeah. pride? I do. Yeah, no, Good. absolutely. I, <laughs> I really like I really like the colours. I I like the fact that they stand out, you know, if you're in the park and there's another car you hurry there, you're gonna see them because they stand out a mile off. Um yeah, no, I, I really like them and I love the buffs as well. Paddy's a big fan as well. He likes yeah, he always wears yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, good, yeah. It's practical as well, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um your final question then, before I leave you to it, what advice would you give to someone who is new to running? Just enjoy, enjoy, enjoy it for what it is. I think enjoy meeting new people as well. I think for me, I've made so many friends in the running community over the years. I think just enjoy it. It doesn't matter about the pace. Um, and if you become more interested in it, great. But I think the main thing is getting out, keeping fit. And it's so good for your mental health as well. I think that's a really key thing about running. It's, you know, if you've had a bad day, you can just go and run it off and forget about it. Um, yeah I think just enjoy it for what it is and take in the scenery and just be a bit more aware of what's around you I think you take you take in your surroundings so much more when you're running I think whenever we go away we do try and go for a run um like especially abroad like we will try and go for a run like I think when we we're in Athens we went for a run and like in Sardinia as well like it's just a really nice way to kind of take in more more scenery than you would if you're just walking um but yeah just enjoy it I think that's my that's my main piece Thanks again to Claire for her um, time and her chat. I really enjoyed talking to Claire and I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, a few wee final thoughts then, just to finish off this particular podcast. Um, things are starting to open up a little bit. And I say a little bit, I mean a little bit. There's nothing dramatically different happening right yet. Um, and everything's going pretty slowly. Um, already this year, we've seen a number of uh, races cancelled, um, and if you've been really looking forward to racing this year, I can imagine that's a bit of a disappointment. Um, here's the thing, though. Why not set yourself your own challenge? Um, it doesn't have to be about... Um, you know, races and T-shirts and medals or PBs and everything else. Um, set yourself a personal challenge. What about, uh, you know, I don't know, just a, um, getting yourself a new route and seeing how quickly you can do that. I, I don't know, just use your imagination and, and uh, go for it. Last year was certainly the, the, the dawn of the FKT T-I-T-F-K-T. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with that, it's a fastest known time. Um, and these are done generally on recognised routes. So, for example, um, a number of FKTs that were done um, more locally, I say locally, I mean in Scotland, 
where like a Ramsey round, um, a Glencoe round, um, these were both done by Finlay Wilds, um, Hilrin are extraordinaire. And uh, what Finlay did was go out and do these challenges because he knew that there were no races coming ahead. And rather than put his training and his fitness to waste, he put it to really good use by going out and doing these things. So uh, he would pick a, an opportune moment, um, sometimes just plan it a couple of days in advance, uh, look for a weather window, etc., and then go out and, uh, and do one of these uh, one of these rounds. Um so anyway, that that's just a just an idea. If uh, if you're missing your fix of of doing something that gives you a bit of a buzz, um, I know for my own personal challenge, which Claire and I spoke just a little bit about, uh, and a number of you maybe know about already. And those of you who do, thank you very much for your support, your sponsorship, um, your likes and shares, etc., etc. Um, what I wanted to do was have a goal, have a something specific to look forward to rather than be, I don't know, bound by someone else's time frame, um, whether that's the First Ministers or, um, you know, whatever else, race directors or something. Um, I'm just fed up of waiting on everybody else to do things, so I just thought, well, stop it, I'm going to work something out for myself and so my 40 mile challenge run that I'm doing for Scottish Autism came about um, and I'm doing that quite soon in about a week's time I'm doing that and I'm quite looking forward to it apart from the weather forecast I hear so far is a bit cold but hey we'll get on with that at the time anyway I'm rambling um, I'm on my way home from work and I'm sitting in the car chatting away to myself um, while trying to negotiate dodgy drivers um, who aren't me. I'm not a dodgy driver, I'm a good driver. Apparently um, 85% of people think of themselves as being a good driver. Um, so I'm not sure who the bad drivers are if 85% of us think we're good. Anyway, completely off topic, rambling aimlessly now. I'm going to go, leave you all to it. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks again for listening. And... Um, Look forward to catching up with you all soon. Cheers.